0: When the moon hits your eye Like a big pizza pie That's
1: amore. 720 WGN on the road with Dane High atop Chicago In the Skyline studio here at WGN And from here from this vantage point I can see a lot of streets I can see the parades I could see the mascots as uh, as Chicago mobilizes for National Pizza Month. The celebrations are nonstop in studio to talk a little bit about pizza. Chicago's kind of place on the globe in the, in the middle of the pizza world, and their thoughts are some of our esteemed guests in studio. We have, as I always say, the dean of network news, food personalities, 13 James Beard Awards, and author, of Pizza City USA, Steve Delinsky. We have Dave Hammond. He is the uh, Dining and Drinking Editor for New City, contributor to uh, the Chicago Tribune and other publications, Global Bon Vivant, celebrating life and culture and food. And Louisa Chu, she is a Chicago Tribune food and dieting reporter and host of the acclaimed chewing podcast. And what a great podcast (laughs) you guys do. And guys, welcome to WGN. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Well, I think for all of you guys, people look to you not only for guidance, information, whether it's uh, places to go things do not only here in chicago but around the country around the world but now the world's focus when it comes to national pizza month is right here in chicago and uh
2: because we are pizza city usa because right. we are thanks pizza, dave
1: we are i'll pay you later <laughs> so, <Steve> Delisky, <laughs> we mentioned earlier that he's he's taken on the mantle of the mayor of pizza city usa because you think about this the things that chicago is known for not all of them are are pleasant or positive but pizza is mm-hmm. one of them and food is one of the ways that people identify wherever i go people are like oh you know they'll say hot dogs right hot dogs is one mm-hmm. of those things and uh, and pizza and uh, so dave your thoughts as you've traveled around the world you know and you have to say invariably people will come up and say so where are you from and you'll say yep. chicago if they don't say al capone or i guess michael jordan well,
2: uh, I was in. We were in Virginia week before last, and sure enough, a nice young lady at a restaurant said she was coming to Chicago. Where should she get deep dish? Because that is what she associates. Most travelers associate with Chicago. And I, Steve, I thought it was pretty funny in your book when you said if you go up to a random line of people in front of uh, Uno's or Dewey's on a Saturday night, they'll be from. You won't find any locals. You may find somebody from. Hinsdale, but yeah. <laughs> you won't yeah. find anybody yeah. from Chicago. No. Mostly tourists, which is cool. I mean, I think if they're, you know, it's good that people get excited about food and deep yeah. dishes, different than many other types of pizza. But I don't think, and I, I'm guessing my my uh, co-panelists here would agree, it's probably not the kind of pizza we frequently go out to have. I think I don't mean to speak for you two, but I, I think that most of us probably prefer a thinner pizza.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. I have to say. I have mentioned previously that I am very pizza inclusive. I like the deep dish. I like the thin crust. I like the pan, the stuffed. I mean, the Neapolitan, I mean, the many different styles of pizza that we find in Chicago. And as someone who actually took the deep dish making pizza class at Uno's not too long ago, I, I learned a thing or two. <laughs> I mean, and actually, I have a newfound respect for it. And so I, Certainly not the style of pizza I might go out for that regularly, but um, I, I like it, and I I, I could definitely find it's, myself it's, in that line, too. And
3: it's, you know, it's it's the Times Square experience. You've got to check that box. You come to mm-hmm. Chicago, yes. I mean, you got to do an architectural cruise, and you got to do the, the deep dish. I mean, you just have to. Get your picture yeah. at the Bean. you got to do all of those yeah, of things. Absolutely.
1: Louise, yeah. with a culinary background, a La Corte of Grad, an El Boy alum, when it comes to the, it's the culinary value of pizza in itself is it just something that people have a love affair with because you know as steve has said too that we've just grown up with it or is there something special about it when people come from other parts of the world do they feel they have to check the box or are they really enjoying it
0: I think that it's a few things. It's funny. My mom said to me this morning, she's pretty sure that the Italians got the idea for pizza from the Chinese. <laughs> I said, mom, I'm not sure, but I could kind of see the Pasta universal. Too. Yeah, Pasta exactly. Too, right? I think that's what she meant, but I don't know. But I think that there is a sort of a universal appeal, uh, you know, bread being a, a staple food of many humans around the world. And then it's not too far from putting delicious toppings on it. So I think that there's sort of a universal appeal of, pizza-like food around the world and then specifically finding a Chicago-style version of it that you can't find anywhere else, then that makes it even more of like a heightened, exciting experience, something that you can get here that you can't get anywhere else.
1: How did did the... um and, Steve, your thoughts, too, on the marketing side is is how did the, the Deep desk just get such a great reputation? Is it like, you know, when you had, you know, a product that maybe someone's making and someone's doing it better, they had the louder microphone or somebody either big and important went off somewhere and said, you got to try this? How do we get yeah, stuck with I, that? Well,
3: like, like like my colleagues have said, it's it's something unique. And so people seek that out when they come here. First of all, that's, uh, that's one, I think, big plus for Deep. But, you know, for whatever reason, Stuffed has a, a bigger reputation than deep. And I think a lot of people uh, confuse these two. They, they think that the, they look at the uh, above-ground outdoor pool, as they call it, or the the lasagna inner bread bowl, that a lot of people sort of disparage and stuffed. And that's been around since 74. And that's, you know, that's Giordano's. That's right off Michigan Avenue. And I think whatever is near Michigan Avenue hotels is what gets the most play and the mm-hmm. most press. Because I've seen it firsthand. Crews from New York will fly in for the weekend. They cannot know afford to go all the way out to the the far reaches of chicagoland they go to whatever's close down here downtown nor- the side. yeah, right? yeah and you mm-hmm. got gino's east and you got uh, giordano's and you got Lou's, and you got i mean it's the same players all the time and so that's what they the shoot they shoot video of those places all the time and certainly there's nothing like stuffed i mean you can find deep dish in other cities but nobody else has stuffed and so that's what really people go wow this is really a unique thing see that's a that's a case in point because you look at nancy you say i know that louisa you
1: did a story on nancy's too that. They mm-hmm. just didn't have maybe the the bigger marketing budget at the time or whatever, and Giordano's kind of took the mantle of the stuffed pizza situation from them and
2: exactly. I think it is generally true that among Chicagoans, like for instance, and this I don't think this is an exaggeration. I haven't been to Uno's or Dewey's to have a uh, a deep dish pizza since the summer of love
0: oh, <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, because so we recently, never go we, then. Pardon me? So recently then, isn't every summer the summer love? Uh,
2: (laughs) Maybe for you, Louisa. Uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't appeal that much. And also, I don't have the appetite I used to have. When I was 16, 17, 18, I could maybe eat a good, you know, several slices of deep dish pizza. Now, one, which is probably, I don't know what the count is. I'm guessing it's probably 1,600 calories or more. It's a It's a big meal. Yeah. It's more than I want to eat. And you
3: know, it's interesting, those two places helped spawn what I think is one of the best deep dish places, MyPie, that gets virtually mm-hmm. zero coverage because it's one little store in Bucktown. Larry Aronson, you know, grew up in Chicago, uh, loved going to Uno's and Dewey's as a kid, and opened up MyPie in 1971, five months after Lou Malnati opened up in Lincolnwood, by the way, and up on Loyola's campus. And at one point what, there were nine states, you know, it was the biggest deep dish thing uh, ever. They shrunk down, they had a lawsuit, they shrunk down to one store in bucktown now but i think you know that's that's a result of this guy who's a fifth generation baker really figuring out how to make it his version which is i I think it's a fantastic deep dish well david you
1: share a lot of your stories louisa obviously you share pizza as part of the things that you cover with the chicago tribune steve kind of in a unique position with the tours where not only are you taking people to places that they think they want to go but also trying to educate them in maybe a gentle way Along the way Do you do you fill them in Is it like if you were Taking someone to the bean And you wanted to say Like yeah it's not That big a deal You know Do you <laughs> tell them Like hey this whole Pizzeria Uno thing It's not It isn't all It's cracked
3: the Well movie. they they deserve Credit where credit is due Right they, that's where it started And it was at the time Called Ricardo's But we, we absolutely Tell that story Because Adolfo Malnati Worked there And his son Lou Was brought up In that business So we have to tell That story um, We don't need to Necessarily go there Because it's It's not my 101 Don't but
2: people want it Don't the, people well, they don't. What do they think they want
1: it? Do you tell they them think they want it? They, exactly. do. Well, they do.
3: They want deep dish. Absolutely, yeah. they want a deep dish, and so we go to Labriola and we go to My Pie. And we go to Bartoli's. And, you know, there are plenty of great deep dishes in Chicago, I think. And Bartoli's is the grandson of Fred Bartoli, uh, one of the original owners of Geno's. And so, you know, wow. that's an homage. So it's all kind of. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and of course, you know, one of the cooks in Mark Molnati told me that, you know, uh, Geno, the original Geno's took one of the cooks from Uno's to start Geno's back in the day. So, you know, there's all these, like, Louise's in Crestwood has, you know, Louise, Louise Benache worked at Douay. So there's all these connections. But, Yeah, they want deep dish, and so we take them somewhere that sort of is Steve-approved.
2: When people ask me, when I'm I'm out of town or when people come to visit me, they ask me, uh, where should we go for deep dish? And I usually tell them Lou Malnati's. Yeah. Mm Because that's a safe bet, and there's one in Oak Park where I live. Absolutely. But I also had a very bad pizza from Lou Malnati's. Maybe you didn't try it on your tour, Steve. It's their crustless or gluten-free pizza oh come on you can't do that I, well <laughs> that's not fair i tried it because i thought well that'll be And you mentioned it and, well at least and, you did and mention what it, it is though is it doesn't it's not a bread crust at all they take one of those you call them pancakes it's the sausage. sausage pancakes and they put that on the bottom of the pan mm-hmm. so you have like a bottom crust that's created but it's not a crust you have a bottom platform that's created from this sausage so there's a huge amount of sausage in this pizza, and it's it's very imbalanced, I thought. And it's just not very good to eat. My daughter was eating it, and she said, God, I feel really bad for the animal who had to die for this. <laughs> plural, plural. Uh, one. Animals, yeah. I um, think
0: that sounds like a dream pizza for a lot of people. Oh, it could be. Yeah.
2: And for people who are gluten intolerant or of celiac <laughs> disease, Sorry, you, that's what you're going to have to eat. Now, but, I
0: wonder actually if that's recent because I know that they it's actually. About four years ago. that I Okay, because they actually have a thin crust uh, gluten friendly pizza they do. at Lou Malnati's. Yeah,
3: we offer tours in the West Loop and they do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of places are doing gluten free now. Yeah. Forno, oh, yeah. Forno Rosso does a gluten free. Yeah. Uh, Robert's Pizza Company's got gluten free, mm-hmm. so that's good.
2: Yeah. The dough has come up, it improved, it has. I think, over time. Oh, yeah. I mean, the science of making gluten-free dough yes, that tastes sure. good and will act like regular you know, wheat flour dough has improved immensely over the last couple of years.
1: Well, We know Chicago has a huge fan base. We'll talk a little bit about New York as well. Louise, you mentioned some of the lineage that may come from the Far East as far as that. Mm-hmm. So there are things that are local delicacies in places all around the country, and you wonder if they have a, a little bit of that romantic attachment to the sort of indigenous fan base, and if they could become something that, if in introduced properly that people around the country could really love now pizza has been introduced and it is beloved around the country. Are there things that or special ways or styles that are happening here in Chicago that you think if you got that around the country it could really do well because even things like Lumel Melnatis, you know, they'll do they'll ship it to Arizona and California and some places. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've really tried to like really get in there and make it happen.
3: Well, I mean, I've seen, you know, I was just in Indianapolis a few weeks ago and I saw Giordano's downtown and I think, "Oh, that's the ambassador for Chicago pizza." Well, that that can't be true, but but it is because they've got a lot of money behind them. And I think, you know, I'd rather see like a, a a my Pie or a Labriola be, being the, the ambassador for Deep Dish. Because that first of all, it's Deep Dish, not stuffed. But I think that is a or even Lou's. I mean Loues has got fifty plus locations mm-hmm. now. And they're pizza. a great ambassador too for for Chicago style deep dish pizza. I, I I think I think it has legs. I mean Italian beef certainly exists outside of Chicago. And
0: you know? there's Luminatis that are in other locations. I mean they don't only ship, they have restaurants that are outside of the Chicago area too. But I want to set the record straight too about stuffed. We talked about 1974. That's the year that Giordano's claims that they invented the stuffed pizza. 1971 is the year it really dates back to when Rocco Palese was working on it on the northwest side of Chicago. And yes, it wasn't really widely known then. I'm so close, though, to getting some sort of evidence of the first original mention, which predates that. And if anyone ever wants to try like a throwback a vintage style stuffed Chicago style pizza go to the Nancy's in Niles which is the suburb just northwest of the city on Golf Road that's where you're going to find the original actual Nancy herself Annunciata is often there at her daughter and son-in-law's restaurant if you go there in a quiet time when they've had a chance to let their dough proof and it's nice and crispy and crunchy you get an idea of like oh wait a minute Now I understand why this spread and this was like so incredibly wonderful and delicious. But
3: isn't that top layer... Still gummy because it's sitting between cheese below and sauce above.
0: I got to tell you, don't even really notice it because the cheese that's on there and the merges sauce merges with the crust. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It it's not a gummy addition at all. Okay, so, so seventy
3: one yeah. is a seminal year because you got Lou's started and My Pie mm-hmm. and Nancy's. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, uh, you know a lot of things happening there. And now, and Steve, you highlighted a lot of great pizzas here. Some are, are iconic brands that are all over the place, and some you know are one off places that are just beloved in the neighborhood, making some great stuff. Is maybe that's Part of it is that in that effort to kind of, I don't want to say mass produce, but produce in mass that you kind of maybe lose a little. So even if you took some of these places that are acclaimed in this book or that we all know that are great, that are one off places, if you tried to franchise them or whatever, you'd lose something.
3: I think anytime you expand, you know, you start scaling, you're going to lose some of the quality for sure. Now, again, Mark Molnati will disagree. You know, he says we have these it's sort of like a lettuce entertainment. We have partnerships, and our partners work their butts off to make our pizza. So it's not a. He doesn't consider it a chain, but they've got 50 plus locations, and I think it's just anytime you have that many locations, it's going to be difficult for to be consistent. As opposed to the, like you say, go to the place in Niles. Get the real experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Although I, but Malnati's does have pretty good consistency across the board, which is, I think, probably why we all agree that it's really one of the best. If not, mm-hmm. yeah, the right. very best example. It, it, but but it, like it, pizza. David mentioned, it, so it's yeah. a safe ambassador to mention, right? right? Yeah.
2: And it. it's good, too. I mean, beyond yeah. safe. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: A, I just think like a place like Pat's, which I love for tavern style, mm-hmm. been around since 1950, I've seen their kitchen and their setup and how they make their dough and they do, you know, they do a bulk fermentation overnight then they do it in balls for a couple of days. And then it, it's sheeted into rounds and then sits between special types of paper in the cooler for four more days. That would be difficult to do in 20 locations, I think. Mm-hmm. Did, did, have you guys ever talked to them, or Steve? certainly covering the the restaurateur
1: side of it, where I'm sure that conversation happens when the place is packed on Friday and Saturday night, and someone must have come to them over the years and say, hey, you got to expand, and then they're, either they're fearful of what that could mean or maybe just knowledgeable of what that could mean or satisfied with, we got a good thing.
3: No, they're, I think they're talking to people about it. They want to franchise that for sure. And they, they did a pop-up at Revival Food Hall that I kind of helped just sort of connect the parties for three months downtown to see if they could do it in an oven other than their, uh, their folds oven that they have uh, in Lincoln Park. So, but you know, ovens are important, too. So I, I just think it's tricky you know, with your staff. You've got to have enough staff. You've got to train people. And um, I, I wouldn't want to be in that position to try to figure out the math.
0: Which is, I think, why my dear friend, the late Bert Katz, was so misunderstood because he was so careful mm-hmm. about his dough, how much he made, how long he let it rest, proof, and then actually then finally finished it into a pizza. People would get so mad because he just wouldn't make some extra dough when he ran out. He couldn't because the whole process started out early in the morning and didn't really get served until dinner time. It at had night. proof
3: for that yeah, amount of time. Exactly, it's like barbecue. You can't just all of a sudden whip up more ribs. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you gotta have smoke them. Just me more brisket, right? It yeah, take, it, it, it takes a while. Well, we're getting into
1: some of the nuts and bolts of things and some of these companies and the histories and some of those journeys and, and success and satisfaction on the pizza side. But lastly, you guys, like, how do you celebrate? Pizza month is—is is this a month where you guys, as as journalists and ambassadors for the, where people, more people are coming up and asking you questions about it? How do you guys? Well, I went we're...
2: to for the first time. Went to Palermo's on ninety fifth last Sunday, Good which man. is a, like a classic place. People have been telling me about it for years. I finally went there, and they—you can get your pizza thin, and, the the thin crust, thin and crispy, or just—I think they call it Chicago style, which is not <laughs> thin and crispy for some weird reason. But, and sweet, it, it, sweet,
3: sauce. It, yeah, sweet, sweet sauce, Yeah, sweet sauce. That's
2: true. Probably would pair well with Jardiniere, although we didn't get that with it. Um, much fancier than I imagined. I mean, the pizza places of my youth, when I remember going out with my buddies, we went to this place called uh, Roberto's in Elmhurst, Illinois. It's a great place, yeah. it was. Well, now it's like Roberto's Taverna and Ristorante. Oh, right. Then it was like a 20 by 20 room. <laughs> it's like room. a castle now. Yeah. It's all still, it is, yeah. yeah. And it's like 20 by 20 room. Walls painted yellow, fluorescent lights. We were smoking then. I mean, so we're you know between bites of pizza, we're smoking cigarettes like idiots. Um, that in the summer of love. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> a little bit before. Uh, okay. and, yeah, what were we smoking? Um, but those as were it was as great. You. Those are really that was that me- was a memorable experience. And we probably had Pepsi Cola or Coca Cola with our pizza, which now is an abhorrent idea. Yeah. Which brings me to something. A question I had for you when you at your book lunch, Steve. I had asked you. With pizza, do you prefer pizza, beer or wine? I and like beer. You had said you like beer. Louisa, you have a choice on that?
0: I, the mood strikes me, maybe kombucha, but not RC Cola? <laughs> That's <right. laughs> that is the classic Chicago-style yeah. pizza It could have been
2: RC. But <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, Carol and I both prefer wine, I think because it seems like it, it's more the acidity works to cut the richness of the cheese and the sausage and the beer is like more carbs on top of yeah, all that. Yeah, that's true. But that, that that's just a rationale for it. I mean whatever you like is of course cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, p- uh, wine seems to be my choice. Soft drink would never be my choice. No. Even with a white we, if, our,
3: if it's a white pizza What? no sauce you'd still you'd still do wine on a white pizza?
2: Uh, uh well, uh, mm, that's a it. that's a very good question. I hardly ever order white pizza. Okay. But if I were to, I would I would give Bear a chance. I
3: want to know how Luisa celebrates yeah, yeah, Pizza uh, Month.
0: Um, other than uh, riding on the parade floats and <laughs> uh, my pizza Doing sash, the wave, right? Yeah, exactly. Made of various crusts. Um, Let's <laughs> see I, that. You know, I I I'm definitely having pizza tonight, and I'm again, I'm just going to see what pizza mood strikes me because we are so lucky that we are. See, yeah, we have so many different styles. Yeah, have
3: you been to Roberts yet?
1: Robert's? I have been
0: previously. I have okay. not been since they've reopened. It's still good, yeah.
1: Because mm-hmm. you, you say that, and that's when people ask me, like, "Well, what kind of pizza do you like?" They'll say that, you know, and mm-hmm. they want you to say luminalities or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I like all kinds of pizza. Yeah. It depends on the mood you're in. I'll even, I've been known, you know, at a time, of course, in my feckless youth, you know, maybe throw you know, even like a like a tombstone <laughs> into the thing, maybe doctor it Heck up. Yeah. A bit. is it wrong? I don't know. Maybe, no. maybe. So, Steve, no. other than paying it forward on the public service side, bringing uh, the people
3: of the world around and and giving them that tour, kind of sharing Chicago and pizza. With them, how do you celebrate? I I do thin crust. I do artisan typically, artisan or Chicago tavern style. I, I eat a lot of deep dish because I lead a lot of tours, and so we have to do Labriola. And I, that's great pizza, but I just yes. can't. If it's on my own with my wife and I or you know, friends, I'll probably go do a, a tavern style square cut at Pat's. Or, um, like, Bibu is great now in Lincoln Park, and so is Roberts. Their artisan dough is, you know, two day, two, three day cold ferment, just really beautiful. It's like eating ciabatta or baguette. It's so good, the crust. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my go to for pizza these days. We'll have links up at WGNradio.com for everybody. If you guys want to give out your social media
0: or handles, people can catch up with all your adventures. I would say for all of our pizza stories, Go to chicagotribune.com slash pizza. And Dave?
2: Oh, for me, it's probably Facebook. David Hammond, easy to find. And then for the
3: book, and then all things Steve Delinsky. Uh, I would just say pizzacityusa.com or Stevedelinsky.com, but pizza city USA is good.
1: Guys, get out there and celebrate. Share that love and the pizza with everyone. Thanks for jumping on the show today.
3: Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so
1: much.